Fine. So we mentioned about the different animals and the different types of leashes they can wear on Shabbos. So the Mishnah mentioned other halachas related to leashes of animals. One of them was regarding to spraying um, the paraduma on it, that you could spray it while the animal's wearing it. You shouldn't think that uh, it might not reach the actual leash, it might reach the animal instead of the leash. No, you could spray it while the animal's wearing it. Um, the same thing is regarding to table it. You could table it even while the animal's wearing it because um, because it's loose enough and it's not it's it's the water's gonna go through to all to all parts and nothing to worry about. Now the assumption is that they become tummy and you have to make them tart. The rule is that the only thing that could become tart is a, a tummy is a utensil which is designated for a person. These leashes are seemingly designated for an animal, and that's why an animal could wear them because it's designated for them. So how could you come and tell me? That you're that they become tummy, so we're holding a nun beizam with the aleph, two lines on the bottom. Umazim aleim, you can sprinkle on them with toivlan, and you can toivl them in koimam where they are while the animal is wearing them. Says the gemara, the meimra, you trying to say the bnei kibuli tumeni no that they can become tummy. But now we learn to the mishnah, tabas adam tameya a ring of a man or a person is tummy because it's, the, it's a utensil of a person. V'tabas behima, a ring which is designated for an animal, the kalim or designated for utensil, a utensil of a utensil. Ush'ar kola any other ring if it's made, let's say, for a door or anything like that. Then, tahiris, they're, they're, they, don't, they cannot become tummy because they're not utensils designated for a person. So how could he tell me that these leashes or these rings that are around their neck the chlal need to be toiled. Amar Rab Yitzchak Navcha says Rab Yitzchak, the smith, the blacksmith. The mission is referring to a specific type of ring on the neck of the animal. The boyin that they originally wore, Minoy Adam, they were first rings of a person, a bracelet, or I don't know what, some other thing that he used for, for, for himself, for his own decoration. And then the Noy Behemo, it got old. I said, you know what? Let me use it as a ring around the neck of my, of my animal. Since originally it was designated for a person, and as we'll see, no change was made in it to make it fit for an animal. I just decided to make it fit for an animal. They still could become for me. That's what the Mishnah is talking about when you have to table it. Every ring of a leash of an animal is always mekabal tumor. Why? The person also uses it. We said earlier, it is considered a clothing of the animal because it's good for the animal, but it's also good for the person. The person can have control of the animal by the leash. So since it's a, a utensil of the person as well, then it's mekabal tumah. Didn't we learn a similar thing in a brisa? Where the brisa says that that when uh, that when there's a, a, a tool which is used for an animal for the benefit of the person, the person uses it for his own benefit, it is considered 
Eight times a liver person. Where do we see that? The Brayse says like this: Makil shall shall mateches. If there's a stick that you hit the animal with, when you want to ride it, and it's made out of out of metal because it's made out of wood, it could only be makabel tuma if it is a kli kibble if you put something inside of it. But a metal utensil, for whatever usage it's used for, if it's designated for that, then it's makabel tuma. So if it's a metal stick, mikabel tuma. Matam, what's the reason? Hoyl since the autumn, the person right the bam, he's the one hitting them to direct them in the right way. And therefore, it's considered the utensil of a human being. Hachanami here also by the ring, by the leash. Hoyl since the autumn, the person is the one pulling it. It's considered the utensil of a person. Fine. Okay. The next piece the Mishnah said was Okay, so we said already they can be Mechabal Tumah for whatever reason. Either they used to be serving a, ma- a person or the usage on an animal is considered the usage for a person as well. The next thing is you toivel them while they're wearing them. Why? We assume that it's tight. And if it's tight, the water might not go through. There's something, oh, there's something blocking the water from going in. What is it? Not that it's tight on the animal, that usually wouldn't be, but there's a like a ring around the neck of the animal, and then a small ring on that, and then the leash is tied into that small ring. Now, the small ring is usually put in tight into the big ring. So there's two utensils together put tight together. Why is that not a problem? Lamo let us say, we're talking about then this particular case when he put the small ring into the big ring, he he flattened it out and he made that it should be loose and then the water could come in. Now it seems as if the typical way was that it should be tight and you have to do a special action in order to loosen it. Now we mentioned earlier slightly that a utensil designated for a person which was changed for an animal so if it was just changed by decision, then it's still Mechabal But if it was changed by action, then it's not Mechabal anymore. Now, if I smoothened it, I stretched it out a bit in order to put it on the leash of the animal, if I say that a leash of an animal is not considered a utensil of a person, only because originally it was a utensil of a person. Now that I have flattened it out, I have actively changed it. If I actively change it, it shouldn't be Mechabal so Lema, let us say Rabbi Ami, which says that he had smoothened it out, Yosef he holds that a leash on its own right is considered the utensil of a person. The E, because if you'll say that he holds like Rabbi Yitzchak, like Rabbi Yitzchak, that he says, when they come in, that it was originally belonging to a person, originally it was serving a person, and then it was changed to an animal. Since I have flattened it out, he did an action. The tumor goes away. It's an anas, we learned in a Mishnah. They can become mechabal tumor if I thought, let's say I'm in the middle of preparing a certain utensil and I didn't finish it up. And I say, you know what? It's good enough. I'll just keep it the way it is. That thought made it a complete keli, and now it could be mekabotum. Although I didn't do anything after that thought, I thought to make it a utensil, it's mekabotum. 
But if I think I want to use it for something now, that will not be Mikabal Tumah. For example, here, thinking to use it for an animal, then it doesn't take away the tum. That's what he means. Yerdim tum can start receiving tum just by thinking that I want to use it for something that could receive tum. They do not disconnect from tum. Only if I actively changed it. So here, in, originally we thought we didn't actively change it, but now that you're telling me that he had to smooth it out, then he actively changed it. So it shouldn't be Mikabal tum. Says the Gemara, this Rabbi Ami could hold like Rabbi Yitzchak, and then he will hold like Rabbi Yehuda, the time of Rabbi Yehuda. Dhamma that he says, When, for example, I take a, a utensil and I break it. Yeah? Or let's say I um, um The example it brings here is I take a piece of hide. I say, you know what, I'll sit in it. Okay, it's a Kabbalah Tumah. So you know what, no, I want to make straps out of it. Now, if it would be intended for straps, then um, it wouldn't be a Tumah until I made the straps. So it's still a Kabbalah Tumah until I start cutting it. So I started making it into straps. It cannot be used for sitting anymore. It's not a Kabbalah Tumah until it turns into straps. But that cutting ruined my seat. However, if I did a mice, which makes it better for the original usage. So then the fact that I did the mice is not considered, is not considered, is not it doesn't take away, doesn't take away the doesn't take away the tumor. So here when I stretch it out, I make it more useful. I make it um, I make it more useful. So I'm, I'm making it better. If I'm making it better, it's not considered changing it. It should could still retain its tumor. Let's see. Tanya went in a brace of Yehuda. When does an action change the status of a keli? If I ruined it, but if I make it better. It's not considered, it doesn't change, it doesn't take away the tomb of it. I'm not sure if the example I brought earlier fits with Rabbi Yehuda, because it could be there, I'm making it better, I want to make the straps. But if I take a, a, a kale and I bang it, and now it's out of shape, now it's not a couple tomb anymore, because I banged it. But if I fix it, I make it better, it's just a couple tomb. So, so therefore, therefore, Rabbi Ami, which said that I have smoothened it out, can hold like Rabbi Tzchok. It was originally a ring of a, of, a, of a human. And I changed it for an animal. And in order to change it, I have banged it. But since the banging is a productive change, not a destructive change, it's still makabotum. We must nisotoni. There's a b'raisa which says a different explanation in this Mishnah. We're talking about that originally when they were made, they were made very wide, and therefore there's space and the water could come through. I didn't have to bang it in order to smoothen it out. I'm not really sure yet how the, the, the rules of Masnisa Tani. But 
Either way. That's what the Bryce says. Fine. So we bring a Bryce, another Bryce. The Bryce says like this. There was a student from the higher Golil. He asked this Rabbi Lezer. Shemaiti, I heard. That there's a difference between different rings. Amalai told him Rabbi Lezer, nah. Shemalai probably only heard that Ling and Shabbos. Regarding Shabbos, is a difference if it has a, it's a stamping ring or it's just a decorative ring. A stamping ring is a clothing for a man and not for a woman, but it's normal for a woman to carry it on her finger home and therefore she would be chayiv. A regular ring is normal for a woman, not for a man, but if a, a man, it's normal for a man to take it home and to wear it on him. So if he takes it, it's chayiv. So there's a difference between a ring with a stamp or not with a stamp regarding Shabbos. But the, so so that's the only difference. If you heard any difference between rings, it's about Shabbos. So what do we see from this? The The conclusion is that regarding Tumah, they're all the same. How can he say that? By Tumah, the rings, all rings are the same. But we just learned in the Mishnah, we had it earlier. Tabas Adam Tabas a human, a ring intended for a human is Mechabal Tumah. Any other ring is not. So there's a difference between rings. So they what a right. Ki ka'amalei That Talmud he was asking about, the Odom ka'amalei. He was asking about a ring for a human. Are there differences between different rings for human beings? So no. Only for Shabbos is a difference if it has a stamp or not. Otherwise, there's no difference. Says the Gemara, is that true? V'da Odom any ring for a human being is always mekabel tumah. It's not true. If it's a ring to help his clothing, it's not mekabel tumah. Only if it's a ring that's to help him. What's the example? Vatanya tabas, a ring she skin. I've made it to tie a belt around my waist. In it's like a buckle. Velikshabaving seifav to tie my my detachable sleeves. They would tie between their shoulders and say, put a, a ring like a buckle. Only if it's on your finger, then it serves you. Then, you, then it's a makabal tum. So if so, why did Abilaz say by me rings for humans, there's no difference? Of course there is. So but okay. That Talmud, what, what was he asking about the etzva? He was asking about, I heard there's a difference between rings for fingers. There's a difference between those rings, finger rings. So the Gemara with the etzba dovah da'achasi. If it's a ring for a finger, it's always the same. But now we learn the mission like this again. The rule is that wooden utensils are only makabel tuma if it's a clear kibble. If you could put something inside, metal utensils are makabel tuma whenever they're useful. Now sometimes you can have things which are combined of both. So it depends what's the main material. If the main material is metal, it's makabal tumah. If the main thing is wood, it's not makabal tumah. So a ring could be made out of wood with a stamp made out of metal, or vice versa. So the Mishnah says, obviously the ring itself is the most important thing. In, in, so if the ring itself is metal, it's makabal tumah, regardless what the stamp is made out of. If the ring itself is wood, it's not makabal tumah, regardless what the stamp is made out of. So we see there are differences, differences between rings, what they're made out of. But now we learn in the Mishnah, a metal ring, 
and its stamp is made out of a type of wood, an expensive type of wood. Tameya, it's Tommy because the, the, the ring itself is made out of uh, out of metal. He shall almoig if the ring itself is made out of the, out of that expensive wood. and its stamp shall matech is made out of metal. Tahina. So there are differences between finger rings. Gemara says, "Ki kamerle." You, what was Rabbi Elazar talking about? Nami also. Most of the Talmud asking about kulushal mateches kamerle. So the Talmud asks like this: I've heard that finger rings made out of metal. There are differences. Says Rabbi Elazar, only by only by shav, not by tumah. But um, between metal and wooden rings, there are differences by tumah. Between finger rings and clothing rings, there's differences. Between human rings and and rings for for animals, there's differences. Another question is brought down in that Bryce. Shemaiti, I heard there's a difference between machat lemachat, between a, a needle and a needle, whether it has a hole on the tip or not. Basically, they would have decorative needles with like a decoration on the top, at no hole, it wasn't meant to sew. And that a woman is, as we'll see later, is a problem of wearing it on Shabbos because it's a jewelry, but it's not midiraisa, it's fine because it's a jewelry, so it's fine. However, if it's a sewing needle and you're putting it in your clothing, it's a normal thing for a seamstress to carry the, 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 the needle in such a form. So she's chayiv, he's chayiv because it's, a, it's carrying. So there's a difference between uh, needles with a hole and without a hole. So he asked, I heard there's a difference between different needles. Amalei, so he told him back, maybe you only heard Ella. Lean in Shabbos, by Shabbos is a difference that if it has a hole, you chayim chatas. If it has no hole, you're potter. Dealing in tumah, so the Gemara concludes comes out of this is that regarding tumah. Dava da achasi, it's all the same. Is it all the same? All needles are the same. Lean in tumah regarding tumah. Dava da achasi, it's all the same. But the Nama learned in the Mishnah, machat shenit al If the hole broke off, ayuktsa or the 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 sharp end broke off, tahira, it's useless. So we see there's a difference between needles and not needles, uh, needles with a hole or without a hole. Okay, so the Gemara is a different, is a different case. Ki what was the Talmud speaking about Bishlema? When it was made to begin with without a hole, not that it broke off, it broke, it broke. We're not talking about that. It says the Gemara and if it's and if it was never made with a hole, achasi by tum, it's all the same. But now we learned in the Mishnah, Machat a needle, which became rusty. If it doesn't let you sew with it because of that, then it's tar, because you're not going to sew with it, you're not going to use it. If it doesn't stop you, then it's tongue. What does it mean, stopping you? It means if the... Ah. Okay, it's two explanations. Either... Like this. Um, if it doesn't let you sew, it's tar. If it lets you sew, it's tummy. But even if it lets you sew, it has to look like a needle. If it doesn't look like a needle, the fact that it lets you sew it doesn't help. Or the other way around. It doesn't let you sew. What do you mean it doesn't let you sew? It gets stuck sometimes? It's not a problem. It doesn't let you sew means that rust remains on the clothing and then you won't sew with it. Otherwise, it's still tar. So we see there's a difference between needles if it's rusty or not. Okay. Says the Gemara back again, Ki what was the Talmud asking about? Peshifa, a smooth, fresh needle. 
Carmelite. That's what he was talking about. So Bashiva Dovada Achasi, is it all the same? Vatani Wulundana Braisa, Machatanido, Bain Nikuva, whether it has a hole, Bain Sha'ina Nikuva, whether it doesn't have a hole, Mutala Tatala Bishabis, you're allowed to move it around on Shabbos, it's not considered mukta, because although it doesn't have a hole, you won't sew with it, so it's not a keli. But sometimes you use it to take out your splinters, and it's a normal thing, and therefore it's not mukta. The law Yamrina Nikuva, when did we say that if it doesn't have a hole, it's not considered a keli? By Tuma, we make a difference between if it has a hole or it doesn't have a hole. And by Sham, it's not. So we see there is a difference by Tuma. Abaye explained, explaining Rava's opinion, we're talking about a, a needle which wasn't finished yet. And he didn't make it a hole yet. So the rule by Tuma is that as long as he didn't finish it, it's not a Kabbal Tuma. However, by Shabbos, whenever it's a normal thing, to, to, to decide and say, you know what, I want to use it just to take out the splinters. So it's not mukta, it's considered enough of a keli for, for Shams, not for Tumen. But the Talmud was asking Rabbi Lezer a full needle, a full needle with a hole or without a hole. And in that, there's only a difference regarding Shams and not regarding Tumen. So to summarize, in why is this ring unleashed Mikabal Tuma altogether? It's a utensil of an animal. So there's two answers. Rabbi Yitzchak says it used to be a human, a, a ring designated for a human and it was changed for an animal. And the Rabbi Yisuf says that a leash is considered the usage for a person. Now, how come you could table it? The typical way was that the ring, the small ring and the big ring was tight. So water cannot go through. So how could you table it like that? You should have to take it apart. Says Rabbi Ami, we're talking about it over here, that he had banged that and smoothened out that, that, uh, that ring, that it should, the water should go through. But one second, if it used to be a human ring, and then it was changed to an animal ring, and he banged it, so you actively changed it, it should be not Mechabal you must be holding like Rabbi Yasef that, that a leash is considered a, a, a human usage. Says the Gemara, no. We could say that it was a human, a ring for a human, and then it was changed to an animal. Banging to smoothen it out, since it's a positive, productive act, according to Rabbi Huda, doesn't change it. And he's following Rabbi Huda. Then we brought a story, two questions that someone asked Rabbi Lezer. And we were trying to figure out what they mean. One question was about rings. The, the Talmud said, I heard there's a difference between rings. The says, no, 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 only by Shabbos, not by Tum. By Shabbos, if it has a stamp, it's considered a clothing for a man. If it doesn't have a stamp, it's a clothing for a woman. For Tum, there's no difference. There's no difference. A human, a, a ring for a human is Tum, not, not for an animal, not for anything else. Yeah, yeah. The Talmud asked, a ring for a human. A ring for a human is always Tum. If it's for his clothing, it's not Tum. You're right. He's, he asked about a ring for a finger. A ring for a finger is always tummy. If it's made out of wood, it's not tummy. Okay, he asked about a metal ring. And the, now the question was, is there a difference between one and another? And the answer was, by Shabbos there is, if it has a stamp or not. The next question was, here there's a difference between needles. And I said again, no, only by Shabbos, not by Tumma. Only by Shabbos, not by Tumma. 
uh, a ring that the, 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 the a needle that the, 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 the hole broke off. It's not mechabal tumma. Okay, we're talking about a whole one. And if it's rusty, it's not mechabal tumma. We're talking about a fresh one. But if it, if it, if you if there's no hole in it, it says clearly that it's not mukta, but it's it's not mechabal tumma. Yeah, that's when you're intending to put a hole in it. But if you're not intending to put a hole, so there's no difference by tumor whether it has a hole, whether it doesn't. It's a utensil. So, so, so it's a, so it's a mikabal tumor. That's the end of that.